Jeez, Dad, not the car again. Oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under $20,000. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape. And there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood? Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60. When Arsenal knocks on the door of players, it's a different knock than other clubs. Claps, claps, claps. Les différents podcasts de frappe. Arsenal have been through that mile and a half of pipe like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption where you have to see the light at the end of the tunnel. El podcast de golpe diferente. But Arsenal are going through their pipe, like I say. We'll be back. The Different Knock Podcast. Maybe we'll have a good surprise for you. Hello and welcome back to the Different Knock Preview Podcast, the latest spin-off show from your favourite Arsenal-based podcast. Again, sorry, it is just myself today. Uh, all attempts to um, wrangle ourselves a Southampton fan and get them on the show have, have failed thus far. Uh, we, are, we are still desperately attempting to try and keep getting more and more uh, opposition fans uh, on the show so we can discuss in depth more the teams and what we need to look out for. But for now, we'll have to get on with a, with a scout report from yours truly. So, Southampton. What should we look for from Southampton? Uh, I think, firstly, they're in a, a dogged run of form. So, it, classic Arsenal, I am... Um, absolutely bricking it that we will be the team that allows them out of that as we usually tend to be but thinking kind of just more on them on their tactics and uh, the little that I know about them I know that they press well I know that they press uh, in more of a defensive style rather than a than a Jurgen Klopp attacking style and and what I mean by that is Jurgen Klopp's press is is coached to win the ball back in adve- uh, like advantageous situations uh, higher up the pitch. Whereas what I've seen from Hasenhutl's press, it seems to be more trying to cut down the options and limit the options, not give um, any of their kind of ball progressors any opportunity to get the ball forward and to keep passing through the lines. And it's more about choosing and channeling the direction of play rather than trying to re- uh, win the ball really, really, really high up the pitch. They've got some fantastic pacey forwards, which uh, have been giving me nightmares for the last two days whilst thinking about this game. Think of Che Adams. Uh, think of, you know, Armando Broca. I can imagine, especially if we're playing Xhaka at left back again, or even Cedric at right back, us having a few difficult moments, shall we say, during this game. And another avenue that we really need to be careful of is set pieces. Um, James Ward-Prowse is is a master of them, probably the best dead ball specialist in the world right now. Uh, I don't want to see 
him on any corners. I don't want to see him on any free kicks. We need to be uh, really, really disciplined today to not allow them any space to for the, for those moments. We need to not give away silly fouls, not give away fouls too close to the edge of the box because it will just result in a in a high value chance for them, and that's something that we cannot afford to give up. I'm I'm pretty confident and comfortable with um, balls into the box from their win-backs in Tino Liveramento and the inversion of Carl Walker-Peters. I I think that, you know, Gabriel himself and, and Ben White have shown that they, they can be decent in the air. And with the physical profile of the Southampton strikers, I, I don't think that's going to be an avenue that they take with us today, purely because it, it for me, would be such a, such a mismatch. Uh, one thing that I do think will be interesting is the midfield battle. They have very solid midfielders, uh, some with some really good technical ability, like I've already said, James Ward-Prowse. I worry that with the with Carl Walker-Peters as an inverted wing-back on that left-hand side, if we do not move Xhaka into that midfield and we basically play two number 10s as roaming eights, we we massively leave ourselves open in that centre of the park to be dominated. You know, we saw it against Brighton, who have a very good and strong midfield. We really, really do run the risk of, of history repeating itself because, you know, Carl Walker-Peters, James Ward-Prowse, Oriel Romeu, you think if you've got those three and, and even one more around... Albert Samuel Conga and you've got, you know, Smith Rowe on the on the left, basically running up the left wing, left channel, and, and Erdegaard trying to link with Saka. We're gonna leave Samuel Conga with an awful, awful lot of, of work to do in that midfield today. And with the news that party's injury is not looking particularly positive, we do need to find a way to adjust that midfield more. And that for me is just getting Xhaka right back where he's been quite good this season. Now, I think uh, for me, their main threat is going to come from either, you know, I've already said dead balls from from James Ward-Prowse. I think that he's elite at them or from the the kind of their man of the moment, a man that we've been linked to, a Chelsea loanee, Amanda Brogia, who is just an animal. Seems to be able to put all sorts of defenders just in a worry. Uh, absolutely ran Harry Maguire ragged. Now, listen, that's not a hard thing to do, but we... With the with the fullbacks and with the lack of Tomiyasu again, and with the likelihood of playing Cedric and possibly the likelihood of playing Xhaka at left back, which I think would be a nightmare, we have to be very very careful that we're not turned inside out very very quickly because they do transition well. They do got they've got a decent amount of pace and they've got you know um, a brilliant technician in the midfield that will be able to find them. So. That's, I think, what we really do need to look out for. So on to the game in context. I mean, how many times can we say it's a cup final for Arsenal? This is a difficult one. Um, We have lost two games that we needed to win desperately and we cannot afford to drop any sort of points today. We have to arrest not only this bad run of form as as a unit, but we need to make some changes to the 11. We need to get back on track before we allow Spurs to to really run away with fourth. It's um it's a really nervy affair and occasion. I think Southampton have been a bit of a bogey team for us in the past. And I do worry about this game. I really do. I worry that we'll make the same mistakes and I worry that this 
if we lose today, this kind of could sing, signal the end for me for our for our top four hopes and challenges, especially if Spurs go on to win, because they're just going to start to get further and further away from us. And listen, asking a, a you know the youngest squad in the league to keep to keep in tow with Harry Kane and and Hyungman Son at, at now is going to be very difficult. This is why we couldn't really lose those last two games, but we have to deal with the hand that we've been dealt. And we have to make sure that we're now fighting for three points every se- every every game, sorry, and and we need to be getting things right. This is the moment for me where we see what Mikel Arteta is truly made of. I think we've seen him make some good tactical decisions, and uh, in, in in this season, I think we've seen him found, find a system that that works all right with this team. But I think it's it's now time to kind of learn under adversity what his abilities in these kind of situations are because there will be moments where we're not always going to have the perfect set of circumstances and listen we're not Manchester City we're not going to be able to buy two 50 million pound players in every single position no other club in the world can do that these are the moments where we kind of can get a good look into the into the abilities under pressure of our manager and uh, I'm hoping that he makes the right decisions and, and right changes today. Now for Southampton they're obviously safe they're they're sitting 14th on about 36 points um, this is the start for me of, of kind of with like seven and six seven games to go where we'll teams will start to kind of be on holiday there's not a lot to play for for teams like Southampton. They're not going to get much higher than they are. They're not going to get much lower than they are. Then they're not going to get into you know conference league contention. They may get up to kind of pushing for the top half, but even then, I I think now is the time where we will start to see certain teams kind of take their foot off the gas a little and and look ahead to the summer, look ahead to next season, and look to the future rather than rather than staying in the now and you know i think that that's that's a that's a positive for arsenal in some senses i'm hoping that's the case and we start to get some easier games like spurs seem to get all the time i'm i'm a little bit bitter about this but nobody can seem to just realize to play a deep block against spurs it's really not that hard but in terms of their last results you have to go all the way back to february to find their last win. They haven't had a win in, in six or seven games. They haven't had a Premier League win in kind of five or six games. Um, as I've said, I really don't want Arsenal to be the team that just hands them three points. It, it, it would be classic us, but this is now where we see what we're made of and whether we are that self, still that same team and whether we have progressed and, you know, whether we've, we've gained some sort of mentality. Um, but for them, they've got nothing to play for. They could go up a few positions. They could go down a few positions. They're not going to get relegated. I find it highly unlikely they'll hit the top half. So hopefully we start to see the point where where teams start to preserve themselves and, and take their foot off the gas a little, especially with the World Cup coming up and, you know, not too far away. You're talking about six or seven months and so nobody wants to be picking up major injuries. People might want to impress by this point, but that's that's definitely something to bear in mind. So, some predictions. Uh, a quick apology. This is definitely going to be a quick episode. Uh, we are desperately, desperately trying to get more and more people on the podcast um, for you guys. Uh, 
we we are trying our hardest we've we we nearly had somebody on uh, but they couldn't make it work for this episode so we're already in talks with people for for the Chelsea and United games and we're trying to sort something out hopefully this will be the last episode where you have to just listen to my voice and we won't hear the lovely tones of someone else um but alas you are stuck with me for now so predictions wise um this is actually probably a difficult one for me um, because I think Arteta is a stubborn man and I th- I think that he will go with the same lineup that he did and, and put Xhaka at left back again. I think that is stupid. Uh, we obviously lost the midfield battle in the last game without having Xhaka there. You know, Xhaka at left back doesn't really work system- systematically for me. Um because it leaves us too too weak in the midfield and he's not mobile enough to play that position. Um, I would much rather see Tavares in there, put Ben Wyatt right back and put Bobby Holding at centre-back. I think that would be much, much, much more beneficial to our play than moving Xhaka. Um, so fingers crossed we see, which is my hopeful predicted lineup of obviously Ramsdale and goal, Holding and Gabriel at the back, Ben White at right back, Tavares at left back, building that three. And then in, in the midfield, we've got the base of Sambi Laconga, the two eights having Xhaka and Erdegaard, then Saka on the right, Martinelli on the left. And I actually would love to give Eddie Nketiah a run through the middle today. I think that in the, what, kind of half an hour he came on against Brighton, he looked decent. He, I mean, it's not hard to look decent when you're playing alongside Alexandra Lacazette at the moment, but he looked better than what we've got or what we've been doing. So I wouldn't be adverse to giving him 60 minutes today and seeing if that works. Other than that, I'd uh, probably put Martinelli through the middle and Smith Rowe on the left. Um, Alex made a really salient point on WhatsApp to me that talent will always win out and that sometimes it's better to just stick your talented players on the football pitch. So maybe the best option is to put Smith Rowe at the left wing and Martinelli through the middle I'm not sure I think that we found a system that works and he looks great off the left Gabby so yeah, this is a really difficult one um, we were supposed to have arrested these issues in the summer with with the signings that we made so you know when we lost Tierney again or or party again we have these players to step in and there isn't that much of a drop-off that is a conversation for another day but it's it's massively massively disappointing that we're having the same issues as we had last season after buying you know, what were meant to be quality backups. But alas, alack, we have to deal with the cards that we're being dealt. Southampton, uh, I think they'll go with Fraser Forster in goal, Livermento right back, Bednarek and Salisu at the back, uh, Walker Peters as that inverted left back, Romeo and Prowse in the middle, Elianusi and Armstrong on the wings, um, and then probably Adams and Broya up front. Uh, I think that's probably their strongest lineup. Reading it, it it doesn't give me too many worries, but I know what Arsenal are like. And with the current injury situation and with uh, depending on managerial choices will depend on kind of how this game goes, I think. So fingers crossed we make the right choices and fingers crossed it's a good game. I'm going to predict a nervy affair. I think the lads are going to be bricking it after two awful results. So I'm going to go for a a 2-1 win for the Arsenal think it's going to be a, a bit cagey um 
Hopefully not. Hopefully we go out and just absolutely better them, but I can't see us doing that at the moment. Anyway, apologies for the negative vibes. Let's end this on a positive. The Arsenal are going to win. It's going to be 2-1. They'll get a lucky goal in the 90th minute and we'll be comfortable throughout. Um, Ramsdale to score a hat-trick. Ben White, hat-trick of assists, even though we're only scoring two goals. Up the Arsenal, forever a gooner. We're winning the Champions League. Lots of love, people. Keep it different knock and we'll see you later. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the Different Knock podcast. Please hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're using. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buymeacoffee.com. Find us on Twitter at DiffKnock and visit our website, thedifferentknock.com. Thanks. Podcast Network.